In the annals of true crime, there are stories that challenge our understanding of justice. One such story is the murder of Donna Willard. Donna's case is not your everyday murder mystery. It's a tale that has left an indelible mark on the psyche of true crime enthusiasts, a case that blends the sinister with the surreal. Donna Willard's murder is a chilling narrative, a stark reminder of the depths of human depravity, a story that underscores the courage of one woman who dared to stand up against the forces of evil. The uniqueness of the case lies in its web of deceit, the audacity of the crime, and the audacious attempts to cover it up, making it a compelling study for those fascinated by the darker side of human nature. The murder of Donna Willard is not just a story of death, but also a story of life, of courage, of standing up for what's right even in the face of imminent danger. It's a story that raises questions about the very nature of justice, about the lengths some people will go to preserve their self-interest, and about the courage it takes to stand up against such forces. So, buckle up as we delve into this chilling tale of betrayal, murder, and a quest for justice. Our story begins with a shocking revelation, a lawyer implicated in a crime. This is no ordinary tale of white-collar misconduct. This is the story of Robert Burke, a man who once held the scales of justice, now under scrutiny himself. Burke, a seemingly respectable attorney, was thrust into the spotlight, not for his courtroom prowess, but for allegations of his involvement in a heinous crime. The initial events that unfolded were as puzzling as they were alarming. The crime in question was not a simple case of fraud or embezzlement. No, it was something much more severe, much more chilling, a murder. The victim, Donna Willard, a woman whose life was abruptly and brutally ended. Her connection to Burke was initially unclear. Was she a client, an adversary, a stranger? As authorities began to untangle this web of deceit and violence, Burke's role became increasingly suspect. Robert Burke, a man trained in the art of argument, skilled in the subtleties of the law, was now at the center of a murder investigation. A man who once defended the accused, now stood accused himself. His professional reputation was on the line, his personal life under a microscope, and his freedom hanging by a thread. His alleged involvement in the crime was not a simple case of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was speculated that he was not just a participant, but perhaps the mastermind behind this shocking crime. The details were murky, the evidence was mounting, and Burke's future was growing increasingly uncertain. But as authorities dug deeper, they uncovered a more sinister plot. Stay tuned as we delve into the next chapter of this gripping true crime story. Enter Donna Willard, an innocent bystander caught in a web of deceit. Donna was just an ordinary woman living an ordinary life until she found herself entangled in a case far beyond her comprehension. She was not a criminal nor a law enforcement officer, but a simple citizen who believed in justice. Donna's role in the case was not one she sought. She was the unexpected witness to a crime that would shake her world to its core. Upon realizing the gravity of what she had seen, she made a decision that would forever change the course of her life. Donna decided to testify. She believed in the power of truth, the weight of justice, and the importance of standing up for what's right, even when it's difficult. In her brave determination to speak the truth, Donna became the target of a sinister plot. Her involvement in the case had not gone unnoticed. The very people she was testifying against saw her as a threat, a loose end that needed to be tied up. They plotted against her and tragically they succeeded in silencing her. Donna Willard, the woman who dared to stand up for truth and justice, was murdered. Her life, full of promise and potential, was abruptly cut short. 
the very act of testifying, which she believed would bring justice, ultimately led to her untimely demise. A chilling reminder of the lengths some will go to protect their secrets. Donna's life was cut short, but her story was far from over. In her death, she became a symbol of courage, a beacon of truth in a world often clouded by lies and deceit. Her story continues to resonate, a stark reminder of the cost of truth and the price of justice. Donna Willard may be gone, but her legacy lives on, a testament to her bravery and her unwavering belief in justice. In the aftermath of Donna's murder, the case took a darker turn. The investigation led detectives down a rabbit hole of deception and betrayal, with one name echoing through the evidence, Robert Burke. Burke was not a stranger to the law. His name had graced court documents before, but this time the charges were far more sinister. This wasn't a simple case of fraud or misrepresentation. This was murder. A life had been taken, a voice silenced, and all signs pointed to Burke. As investigators delved into the evidence, a pattern began to emerge. Donna Willard, the brave witness who had dared to testify, had known Burke. Their lives had intertwined in ways that only heightened the suspicion against him. The legal proceedings that followed were fraught with complications. Burke, quick to defend himself, filed an independent action for relief from the judgment in a criminal case. He claimed that he had been denied proper counsel and that there was fraud committed on the court. But the court was not swayed by his pleas. They dismissed Burke's independent action, citing it as the equivalent of a second section 2255 motion, which is prohibited by the restrictions on successive habeas petitions. In simpler terms, Burke was essentially trying to get a second bite at the apple, a chance to escape the charges that were piling up against him. Even if the court had considered Burke's claims, they were deemed meritless. Burke had failed to show that his inability to assert these claims earlier was due to anything other than his own negligence. The court noted that while his submission was considered an independent action, it was filed under the same case number as his previous section 2255 motion. Relief under Rule 60, B, 6 was mentioned, a rule that is only granted to prevent a grave miscarriage of justice. But Burke had not shown that his case met this high standard. His pleas fell on deaf ears as the court remained steadfast in their pursuit of justice. With a mounting case against him, Burke was cornered. The net was closing in and the noose was tightening. The investigation had taken a turn, and it was a turn that pointed directly at Robert Burke. As Robert Burke stood trial, the world watched with bated breath. The courtroom was a theater of justice as the prosecution and defense locked horns over the fate of a man accused of a heinous crime. The proceedings kicked off with the prosecution team presenting their case. They painted a chilling picture of Robert Burke, a man accused of silencing Donna Willard, an innocent woman who was simply doing the right thing by testifying. They laid out the evidence meticulously, each piece serving as a jigsaw puzzle, slowly revealing a disturbing image of deceit, manipulation, and murder. The prosecution's star witness was none other than the lead investigator, who detailed their painstaking efforts to unravel the crime. The jury listened attentively as he described the discovery of Donna's body, the missing pieces in Burke's alibi, and the damning forensic evidence linking him to the crime. But the defense was not about to let their client go down without a fight. They challenged the prosecution's narrative, arguing that the evidence was circumstantial at best. They claimed that Burke was a victim of a flawed investigation and a rush to judgment. They argued that he was being scapegoated for a crime he did not commit. They also highlighted Burke's claim of fraud committed on the court and his assertion that he was denied proper counsel. 
they argued that Burke's earlier failure to assert these claims was not negligence, but rather a result of being overwhelmed by the legal process. However, the court dismissed these claims, stating that they were the functional equivalent of a second section 2255 motion, which was prohibited by the restrictions on successive habeas petitions. As the trial concluded, the jury was left with the daunting task of deciding Robert Burke's fate. After hours of deliberation, they returned with a verdict. Guilty as charged. Burke, however, did not accept his fate lying down. He filed an independent action for relief from the judgment in a criminal case or in the alternative for relief from the order denying the Section 2255 motion. But the court dismissed Burke's independent action, noting that it was filed under the same case number as his previous Section 2255 motion. Relief under Rule 60, B, 6, was mentioned, but the court stated that relief under this rule is only granted to prevent a grave miscarriage of justice. Burke, according to the court, had not shown that his case met this standard. In the end, justice was served, but at a terrible cost. The verdict brought closure to Donna's family, but it also highlighted the deep-seated flaws in our justice system. It reminded us that justice, though blind, must also be vigilant and fair, for its decisions have far-reaching consequences. The murder of Donna Willard is more than just a true crime story. It's a chilling narrative that underscores the fragility of life, the audacity of crime, and the resilience of the human spirit in the face of tragedy. This case, with its twists and turns, has left a profound impact on those who were closest to Donna. Her family, once a vibrant unit, was shattered by her untimely death. Each day, they grapple with the void left by her absence, a constant reminder of the injustice they've had to bear. Donna's friends, too, have been deeply affected. They mourn the loss of a woman who was known for her kindness, her laughter, her unwavering commitment to doing what was right. They miss her presence, her voice, her spirit. They're left with memories and a resolve to see justice served. But the implications of Donna's murder extend beyond her immediate circle. It's a hard-hitting reminder of the grim realities that exist within our society. It raises uncomfortable questions about the length some will go to cover their tracks, to silence the truth, to escape the long arm of the law. It underscores the importance of a justice system that is both fair and effective, one that is capable of holding the guilty accountable, regardless of their attempts to manipulate the system. It is a call to action for us all, to never stop fighting for justice, for truth, and for the innocent lives that are so often caught in the crossfire. Yet despite the tragedy, Donna's story serves as a beacon of courage and integrity, her willingness to stand up, to speak out, to testify, even in the face of danger, is a testament to her strength. It's a legacy that continues to inspire, long after her untimely passing. It's a light that shines brightly, a beacon in the darkest of storms, a symbol of resilience, of bravery, of hope. It's a reminder to us all that even in the face of adversity, we have the power to make a difference. As we conclude this chilling tale, we are left with some unsettling questions. We've journeyed through the intricate maze of the Donna Willard murder case, a story that continues to resonate due to its unresolved mysteries. We've unearthed the chilling sequence of events, from the initial unraveling of a crime to the shocking silencing of a key witness. We've pored over the investigation's dramatic twists and turns, leading us to the trial of Robert Burke, a figure who remains shrouded in controversy. The echoes of this tragedy reverberate, urging us to reflect, to question, and to seek the elusive truth. As we've seen, Robert Burke sought relief from his judgment, claiming fraud and inadequate counsel. 
Yet, the court dismissed his pleas, deeming them equivalent to a prohibited second habeas petition. Burke's claims, even if considered, were seen as meritless. The court found no evidence of anything beyond negligence in his failure to assert these claims earlier, but the conundrum persists. How did an independent action for relief, filed under the same case number as a previous motion, come to be viewed as a successive habeas petition? And more importantly, why was Rule 60, B, 6, a potential lifeline for preventing grave miscarriages of justice, not deemed applicable in Burke's case? This brings us to the most chilling question of all. Why would a lawyer, sworn to uphold justice, try to cover a crime by murdering an innocent person? These individuals are supposed to be the pillars of our legal system, the defenders of truth and justice. Yet, in this case, we see a startling deviation from this ideal. What do you think? What could have driven a lawyer to such an extreme, to the point of silencing an innocent person? This is not just a question for legal scholars or true crime enthusiasts, it's a question for us all, as we strive to understand the complexities of human behavior and the paradoxes of our justice system. Start a conversation in the comments below. Your thoughts matter in this ongoing quest for understanding and justice.